The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. And awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to give testimony. Remember you who are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself will give you wisdom in speaking, that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will be handed over by parents, brothers, and relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today in all of our readings, our, especially our first in our gospel, we hear about kind of the end, the end times. And of course, uh, there's always been predictions that we live in the end times, that uh, we see around us nation rise against nations, earthquakes, famines, plagues, mighty signs in the sky. And so we think, well, we're at the end of the age. But have to remind us what Jesus said, that no one knows when the end times are, and don't be deceived by it. Certainly every single age has been, uh, has reason to think that it is the worst age that's ever existed. And there's plenty of commentaries today that want to shout out and say that we are, live in the worst age possible, and all these bad things are happening, and we hear about all these bad things. But the world's been kind of bad from the beginning been pretty messed up since Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. And right away, there's a lot of messed up humanity. And so we always live in a time, uh, certainly, of, of problems because of sin in this world. Uh, today, I'd like us to think about less, what are we in the end times? Or kind of less thinking about, can we predict when the end times are? Or can we be ready for the second coming of Jesus? And the more important thing for us as Catholics, and often how the early church fathers spoke about it as well, is that we need to be ready today. We need to be ready for today, every single moment, for the second coming of Jesus. And really more important, whether Jesus comes or not, we need to be ready for our death. Momente mori is a common phrase that is something that we should think about. Momente mori, which means 
Remember death. And it's important for us, especially in our modern world, which puts away death so much kind of uh, away from us, where we don't see it, where it's kind of almost uh, commercialized, where we kind of even think about um, the way in which we do funerals. We put that death away because we don't want to think about death. We want to ignore it. We want to put it away. But as a Christian, it's actually something that we should do often. Momente mori. Think, remember death. The church today, as we kind of walk through the season, wants us to think about the end times. Think about the end of our life and think about that. Um, We are actually coming at the end of the liturgical year. So the new liturgical year always starts with the first Sunday of Advent, which kind of becomes this new hope, which will uh, start in two weeks. And as we approach kind of this new year, we come to the end of the year and we kind of look over and we come to the end, kind of liturgically, of the end of the world. Now, again, we don't know when that'll be, but it's important for us to think about whether the end of the world or whether the end of our life. And so we see this Sunday, as well as we'll hear it next Sunday with Jesus Christ, King of the Universe uh, Sunday, that we'll be talking about Jesus' second coming and kind of the end of the world in that way. Now, what way are we supposed to think about death? Now, there are bad ways to think about death. Uh, One of the more negative ways, I think, is this uh, kind of modern idea of YOLO. You know, you only live once, so we got to experience everything. We got to try it out. We got to experience this and that. And I think that's a, a negative way because ultimately our life isn't about experiences. And unfortunately, that can sometimes create some really bad dynamics of trying to, you only live once, and so trying to experience life as though it's all about experience or novelty or these other things. And as Christians, again, we want to recognize that life is not about novelty or experience. It's ultimately about full life in Jesus Christ and ultimately about relationship and love. That's actually what we see at the heart of the Trinity, at the heart of Christianity, is about relationship and about love. And that's actually what we're made for. We're not made for experiences. We're not made for novelty. We're not made for entertainment. Although often the world and we might be drawn to those things. That's not what we're made for. And so... uh, so we don't want to go YOLO. Uh, the other bad um, kind of swing of it might be to not do anything. So actually, this is what the second reading, the second reading, which is St. Paul to the Thessalonians, is actually dealing with. Uh, St. Paul is writing to the community because they've had a lot of people who say, hey, we're in the end times. There's only a few more days before Jesus comes back. And so there's a large part of the Christian community that just stops doing anything. Like, why would I go to work when uh, Jesus, you know, the end of the world is on Friday, right? I'm not going to go to work because it doesn't matter. Why would I sow my field if I know that I'm not going to be able to harvest it because Jesus is going to come? And so there was kind of an attitude in the early church, with, specifically within, uh, uh, within the Thessalonians, that they started, they, they kind of took the negative approach and stopped doing anything and they started mooching off of everybody else. And St. Paul has to write to them and say, hey, get back to work and live a good Christian life. 
which isn't acting as busybodies and getting in everybody else's business, but is living every single day with purpose and meaning. And really, as Christians, this is what we ultimately want to live in. This is true freedom where we can acknowledge every single day to live with no regrets. Now, again, not no regrets of YOLO, but no regrets in a true way of saying, yes, if I had to live it again, I would choose to go to Mass because that's really important. If I had to choose again, I would go to work because what I do is important and I want to help those people around me. If I had to do it again, this is what I would do. And, and so there's a freedom of ultimately that we want to, as we remember death, that every single moment, every single day is ultimately choosing that full expression of who we are called to be. Okay? So momente mori. But it also does something else. So I think that's, that's one avenue that we want to certainly think about is, is to think about, is our life on a daily basis what needs to be? And if it's not, well, then we need to change some things. Right? That's an important, again, thinking about death helps us to change our life. If our life isn't the way that God wants it to be, what are those things that are getting in the way? And a lot of the times, again, we want to externalize it and say, well, the problem why I'm not living my best life is because of this or that. Christians, as us, what God acknowledged and what we should acknowledge is that the only reason why we're not living our best life is not because of external things. Okay? It's because of us. It's because of our sin. It's because of our choices in every situation. So again, when we think about this, don't externalize it on something else. Think about how do you live your best life? And, and Jesus even talks about it in the case of persecution. We have a great history of that. That even in the midst of persecution, uh, being belittled, tortured, uh, Christians are able to live a full life. So again, it's not about the external situation that we live within, but it's really our interior heart of true freedom of being able to live in that. Now, the other place of momente mori. I think the other area where momente mori, remembering death, can be really important for us is to allow us to let the things that don't matter fall aside. I'll give you an example. When the Packers lost in the playoffs last year, I was pretty disappointed. All right? it, uh, it ruined a few days for me. Now, it shouldn't have. Right? It shouldn't have because it didn't matter. Now, if I, we recognize that this is when we're in, the only reason why I was able to really care about the Packers winning or losing is because I had the freedom to not really be worried about death. Whereas I can guarantee that if, I, if somebody was dying in my life, you know, if, uh, um, when we experience death, either of a family member or a loved one, or we experience, kind of, uh, experience serious um, illness ourselves, all those things that we think mattered, such as the Green Bay Packers, or, or a promotion, or, or being able to complete this, or being able to be entertained, or go to this concert, all those things don't matter anymore. They don't matter. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when we think about the end of our life, those things don't matter. At the end of my life, I don't care about whether the Green Bay Packers win or lose. 
Because at the end of my life, that's not what matters. And so we need to, again, think about that to be able to be free of it. It also, I would say, even beyond that kind of entertainment, Green Bay Packers or different things, whatever you want to apply it to in your life, it also would apply even to the extent of politics. Now, not to say that, again, politics aren't important or that the Green Bay Packers aren't important or it can't be you know, good to watch, but where are we placing our ultimately, ultimate good, our ultimate life? When we think about death, momente mori, it helps put everything in perspective. It puts everything in perspective to realize that a huge amount of what we're getting riled up with and anxiety and fear and all those other things don't really matter. It's an amazing thing that I've heard from multiple people as well as I've experienced to a degree myself When someone is experiencing great illness or a loss of a loved one, that they would never wish that time back, but that was also one of the best times of their life because all the normal anxieties of daily life, which just drive us crazy, aren't there. You really are able to focus and realize what really matters in life. When someone is dying or someone has a great illness, it reminds us of what is most important. And that is the importance of momente mori. We don't have to wait until someone, else, someone or ourselves are in illness to be able to remember death, to remember our own self and be ready at every single uh, moment. I'd like to make one last plug for us to think about as Christians Uh, A lot of, in our modern day, has this idea of death. The perfect death is to be as quick and plainless as possible, right? To not really be able to think about it. But as a Christian, again, part of uh, a good death from a Christian perspective is actually to be able to know that you're dying, to be able to receive the sacraments, to be able to say goodbye to people, to let people say goodbye to you. And for certain people to experience pain at the end of their life, to be able to offer up that suffering and unite themselves to Jesus Christ. So again, when we think about death, again, there can be a great temptation to be afraid of it, to run away from it, to ignore it, to just want it to happen, but not really happen and not think about it. As Christians, we want to embrace death. Because it's actually through death that we're born to eternal life. It's actually in death that we're able to understand what really matters in our life. And so I would encourage all of us at times to remember death, momente mori, and help us to remind ourselves and to think about what is most important in our life. Jesus Christ today tells us to always be ready. St. Paul tells us to live good lives even as we prepare for the end times. And so let us do so. Let us worship God and let us ask for his continued help and continued direction and guiding us to what, uh, to live life fully the way that he intends.